Welcome to the Recycler Podcast. My name is David Connett, and I'm joined today by our resident guest, Sultan Matthias, the Director of International Business Development at GM Technology. Welcome, Sultan. So when, when you were saying about this, the separate apps, I, yeah. I, I got this so many times. And actually, I think right now we got to a place where we have too many data yeah. and too many platforms. And the challenge is how you get, how you organize those data so you can make make uh, decisions. Exactly on right. That. Because we collect so much data now from different sources, everything from Google and one thing. You know, it's when you come to analyze it, and like Google is saying, "Oh, you had fifteen thousand people visit your website mm-hmm. last month, and this month you've got five hundred. So you know there's a problem because you don't get those changes. And typically the the audience is fairly stable. If you get a really strong news story, you see the audience go up. And if you get a quiet news week like Easter, you see the audience go down. And obviously the days in the month also impact. You know your averages, so you get a good news story. And it's always surprising what a good news story is. Stephanie will turn and say, yeah, what do you think? I said, well, I'd just stick it in, you know. And sometimes it really trends. And the problem we've got is we've got a couple of critical apps. And what made us start thinking about this is that last October, the app developer changed something and suddenly everything stopped working. He's fixed the bug, but it just made us realize that all the cost of the apps has gone up. So suddenly every year, you know, this cost is increasing. What we do is it's not about the money. It's about the whole thing works for you. So you know how many people we reach. We know you know, how many countries people come to the website from. And the key thing is what stories are people interested in? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, North America, they're only interested in OEM stories. In Europe, they're interested in a lot more. Most popular stories, apart from somebody getting murdered or dying or HP being sued again, the most popular stories across the world are products and technology. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a new product, that always ranks well, whoever that new product is, because that's the core foundation of the audience. And it's a story that other remanufacturers, resellers, the whole audience is interested in. Oh, so-and-so's got a new product. No, and now you talk about audience, it depends. Because who, what you know, what the management looks is not the same what the technician looks, and it's not the same what the marketing people reads. Yeah. And then when it comes to data, like I said, we're collecting so much data. But the big question for me always is like, what percentage of that data you're really using, and what are you doing with it? Yeah. And I think the percentage is pretty low. So you have a lot of knowledge, a lot of data comes in, but what you do with it, you know, in your case, as an, as a news outlet, your data segments your audience and you know who does what then you can gear that message and you you already know who's going to read what you're putting out and that affects your your impact the challenge is doing all of that on a budget because we're not the financial type yeah yeah I think CRM is important. If you just say CRM, it's a binary. You know, it's like if you go into a restaurant and they say fish or chicken and you fancy yeah. a steak, well, neither. You've gone. Whereas here's today's menu. And, and rather than saying there's no beef or it's only fish and chicken, they present the, the menu and think, oh, that salmon looks nice. Sounds, and then you say, have you got any steak? What they should say is, I'm sorry, the, the chef has taken the steak off the menu because it just wasn't good enough. I tell you, so many people do not have any form of CRM. Now I, I can I can speak with uh, with a bit of a confidence after a couple of projects and implementations and consulting under my belt and 
I think I speak from the heart of many business owners is things just getting more and more complicated every single day. It's it's great that it's all this digital marketing and online and we have access to enormous amount of data that we never had before, but that just really complicates things. What I find, the customer journey is getting more and more like a plate of spaghetti until that customer gets there. And, and your job, if you're marketing to that customer, is to follow them on that route from being a anonymous someone until it becomes not a customer, but maybe even a promoter of your business because of the experience he or she got throughout the process. From within HubSpot, you know, are you sending out all of your marketing emails as well? Yeah, you know, with, with what I was saying that um, so a lot of... We have a separate email marketing platform. This is where I was going. I mean, a lot of companies already realize that digital tools are helping them to grow, helping them to get more clients, get new clients, helping them to get more out of their existing clients, etc., etc. The thing is that you have a bunch of different siloed tools. You have content, for example, you have your website, you have your... WordPress or Wix or whatever word, uh, uh, yeah. content management platform you're using. So that has to be managed. Then your messaging, you do your live chat, your WhatsApp or your, your MailChimp integration. And then you have automation tools. So some people took this already to you know, Zapier's and other automation tools. And then you need reporting. You need to measure that thing. <laughs> you have Google Analytics. Yeah? You got you know, Asana or a, or a bunch of other uh, reporting tools that turns these data into a translated uh, something. Then you have your database. That database, you know, obviously is managed with uh, with different applications. So you have you have a bunch of different siloed applications, each of them for its own purpose, but they're really working independently. And most importantly, they don't really work on the same set of data and on the same database. And that is bottleneck in the process, and it, it creates extra works and it's. It's duplicating. So I always look at business as, as a process. It's very simple. You have to take someone anonymous that you don't know to become the promoter of your business <laughs> who's yeah. telling other people to go buy from this guy because what he did is is extraordinary. You know? And that is, a, that is a, a process that is getting more and more complicated. I have a friend who sells, who sells cars in a car dealership. And he he does tell me every time a guy walks into the dealership, that guy knows more about those cars than I do. <laughs> and the question is how? So obviously customers are getting more knowledge. They're getting more and more research before they make that buying decision. That to me is the biggest change in the last, say, 10 years. In yeah. the sense that you go to a trade show, you know, you've taken a booth, you've phoned around everybody. It happened several years ago. This guy was really upset. He hadn't seen like five of his key customers. He gave Steph the details of those customers and she checked on the online database because and she said, yeah, they were there. Oh, this person came in on Saturday, left on Monday. These two came into the show Sunday, Monday. You know, oh, this person came Monday, Tuesday. So all those people were there, but he didn't see them. He said, no, no, no. I'm after George or whoever it was who's their manager. So Steph reaches out to the, these people and say, oh, glad that you came to the show. You know, George retired a year ago. So this person <laughs> did not know that his yes. primary contact. And what else is happening is somebody wants a, a toner, for instance. They're not phoning companies up. They're not looking through catalogs anymore. They're looking for somebody local. And the first thing they do is they find somebody local and then they check out their website. They 
check out Facebook or LinkedIn, not so much Instagram. They're checking out social media to find out about the company and you don't even know it. So when you get that order, you think, oh, I'm lucky. And they don't realize that keeping your website up to date, keeping your Facebook and LinkedIn active because that's how people find you. Yeah, I do it. I see somebody posted on LinkedIn. I go and search them out and see what I can find out about them, who they are and all the rest of it. And then I reach out and engage. Yeah. 10, 15 years ago, you'd have done that because you would have collected their business card mm-hmm. and you'd have phoned them up afterwards and sent them an email. But it, it, it is the balance of engagement is moved away from you as the company sales and marketing person to the prospective person that wants to do business with you. And that, that's the big value change. Mm. That If I need a new printer, I'm going to reach out to somebody who knows about printers and say, I'm thinking of a printer. You you go for a, a crowd consensus. You'll reach out to your, your peer group and say, oh, the printer in the office is you know, broken down. Where can we get it repaired? Suddenly you'll get it, 20 people say, oh, we've just bought a brother or we've just bought this. Or actually we found this. Uh, company in wherever who do refurbished printers great you know and then they'll reach out to that company check them all out and then they go to their boss and say okay look found this company they do reuse they're, they're 30 kilometers away and they can deliver a replacement printer tomorrow and it's 220 euros and the boss yeah. is happy but that whole process has moved away from you you have to be actively passive in the sense that you have to be active in promoting your company, social media, you know, your website, HubSpot, other platforms are available type of thing so that you who's come in monitoring, tracking and delivering the right information. Take the conference, loads of opportunities to network and catch up with people. We are going to share some insights about the future. I don't think it's easy to project out five years, but certainly you know, the next 12, 24 months. But if you have five people in a room, but they all have different perspectives on those issues, depending on where their business is in the overall market. But the challenge, and this is the big takeaway that people have to take on board is, the market has changed. Here are some insights into the change. What you have to do now is go and look at your customers and see how they're changing. Exactly. Because you're at the point now where you may have to adapt your product or service offering to better suit those customers. You know, so yes, you've got to learn, but then you've got to apply what you learn. And being quite honest, the mechanism for retaining that knowledge learning is not in your head, but it's in an effective CRM system. Yeah. Because you, you have to... Refresher, and that's that's the key challenge. For me, I could summarize all this is to, that we need to start putting the customers in the center of the entire thing. Yeah. So you know, like we always talk about change, and yeah, you know, we we can go on and talk about the 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 buzzword, the inbound marketing, and yeah. you know, we all know that marketing in in the past, the traditional marketing, we all knew that this was a more of a an, an outbound, uh, unidirectional. I'm telling you a message. You sit there and you listen to my message. No, mm-hmm. or when you're watching your favorite movie on the TV and the and the ads come on, you know you drop the you drop the remote control. Go and you know put the kettle on, have a coffee, and wait for 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 all this uh, destruction to to finish. And 
that whole the entire system changed and it's it's more of a a value content out there um, that you're interested in and that helps you to make a an, uh, a, a good decision and back to the original where where this um, where this whole conversation started with my friends at the car dealership he basically tells me that you know before they wanted to decide what cars they get they got 20% of the way more or less this selected four five six seven brands and then they went on visiting them and the rest of the 80% of the decision making process came after speaking to a sales rep now it's completely the other way around. They go through and it's when, when they get to one, they are 80% decided and they know exactly what they want. And all they need is a sales rep to help them through the last parts, the last pieces of the process and remove those obstacles. When I'm talking about data, my question is, where are you when this 80% happens and there is no personal interaction between your buyer and yourself or your sales team or your sales rep? When I took on that role at GM Technologies, I got used to data. I got used to making real decisions and A-B testing and, and taking decisions on data. When I took on that role at GM Technologies, I basically sat down and said, okay, I want to rethink a little bit of sales management here. How can I manage based on data? And I, the, one of the first questions that I put to myself is, what data a sales manager has on the sales team before the sales is made? And the answer was very little. You have your usual data from your ERP system. You know your turnover. You know, you know, you can add together what you invoice to the client. You could look at historical order data, uh, turnover, uh, see which customer did not order this month, uh, mm -hmm. but he ordered every month before, so he should probably order now. That that's all. That's all you have. But there's there's very little amount of real actionable data available for a sales manager throughout the 80% of the sales cycle or the sales process that the client is not engaged with the sales person in the organization. And this is where I think all these data, all this more like a platform type of approach comes in where you need to be there. You need to figure out the way how to influence that buying process within that 80% and the rest of the 20%, yeah, yeah your sales team will take care of it. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, we focus on profiling because we know a significant part of the audience mm. are, are involved in the industry, but they're not going to be buyers. They're not going to subscribe to the magazine, but they're in the industry. The recycler platform is an influencer to those people. So they might be working in production or sales. or, or So they come to the website because they want to know what's going on, but you need to know who they are. We get visitors to the website from um, NGOs and government. You'd be surprised how many people in Brussels subscribe mm. to the Recycler. Right. Um, and again, we have the digital magazine that, again, a completely different audience comes to the digital magazine. So we mail, obviously, the printed edition and we make the digital edition free of charge at the moment, but we promote it heavily outside of Europe specifically in countries where the mail system is quite poor. Yeah. We know from the website that, you know, we get a certain number of visitors from India who come to the website. So somebody in India comes to the website, they'll get a pop-up that says, by the way, you can read the latest digital edition of the magazine here. Putting the, the digital edition front and center on the homepage tripled the, the click-through rate to it. 
but it's about the profile. There are revenue earning activities and there are audience activities and you, you've got to have the right profile because talking to you, it's no good talking about, oh yeah, we've got 85 people in Brussels who, because you're thinking, how does that affect, you know, we've got to be able to tell you about the resellers, you know, the remanufacturers. It's relevant to you that since the 1st of April, we've had 19 inquiries. Where can I get some, uh, you know, refurbished, reused equipment? We have a, a short list of people. You're top of the list, you know, and so that goes out and says, we can get that from here. Right. But I can tell you that from the 1st of January to the 31st of March, we had eight inquiries. So suddenly mm-hmm. there's this almost doubling of demand for secondhand equipment. And we know why, because OEM shipments for new equipment are falling. I know one big company that has cancelled their MPS renewal program with an OEM and said to the local company, look, can you support this? And and they said, yeah, but we need to you know, get some secondhand printers, you know, just to fill the gaps. And, and that's what they've done. And that that's sort of happening. But we can only help those companies because we profile. Sure. No, and, 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 and you've been you've been in there. So recycle already got to a point where it's a source of valuable content. Yeah. And when it comes to putting the customer in the center of your of your marketing, I'm very far from saying you should go out there and, and spam people with your message. It's more more than you know through profiling attracting them to your to your message, and you know profiling and understanding your audience and what they see as a value content influences their decisions. If uh, if I'm selling remanufactured products and I'm talking about the, the, the news, the the, 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 the the trending topics of, of what's happening on the market, obviously people will uh, will will perceive that. So one of the trends that we've seen is obviously changes in email addresses and delivery addresses, but the growth in social media engagement. Also some people have stopped taking the you know some newsletters when you contact them, say, oh, you've, you've got those great buttons now on your website so I can come in and I can see all the top stories uh, around the industry. The, every time we do uh, the Google Analytics, you know, those categories are in the top 10 of mm-hmm. pages coming in to visit, which is good because it means that people are familiar with the website and they can drill in and see what they want. So they're not waiting for the the, the email to come in. They're actively coming to the website and, and, and at the same time you get people, you know, LinkedIn is going up, Facebook is going up, and we're not on Instagram. We don't know how to make it work for us yet. Yeah, but that's another thing that you've you've done uh, based on data. You know, yeah. that's a decision that you have All those done decisions looking at based on data, yeah. right? So you looked at the the behavior of your users, and yeah. for example, I personally get loads of emails, and I think everybody gets too many emails. Yeah. Um, I like the Saturday Digest of putting yeah. stuff together because it saves me time. Yeah. And, you know, I always say, if you have a business that saves time to users, you have a business. <laughs> so, you know, when, when, when you, when you analyze and look at the behavior of your customers and you take decision, you actually take your time to talk to some of the customers and say, why did you unsubscribe? <laughs> what? I mean, if you put a Venn diagram together, you know, you've got people that just come to the website. You've got people that just get the email newsletter and you've got, some people are on Instagram. You've got some people are on Facebook. You've got some people who only 
you know, come to a trade show type of thing, you know, mm. and you build this Venn diagram together. And then at the center, we've got about scarily, we've got about 900 people who yeah. access everything, everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're, they're probably very lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Zoltan, that's the end of another podcast. Just thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. Take care, my friend. Lovely. All right, mate. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Recycler Podcast with your host, David Connett. If you'd like to check out all our podcasts, please visit therecycler.com.